welcome. Pat, how are you doing? I'm just fantastic. How are you, Pius? I'm all right. Uh, I'm sitting here in Texas uh, trying to get some podcast episodes ready, and you are in Canada, right? Yeah, yeah. Halifax, Nova Scotia, so the far east coast of Canada. Awesome. And you are actually the first guest that I'm having on my Engineering Word of the Day podcast, so this is a little bit of an experiment. Thank you for doing that, for joining me. Thank you for having me. This is uh, this will be exciting. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, and... I know just a little bit about you, but maybe people listening don't know who you are. Could you explain your background? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, again, my name's Pat Sweet. I'm a professional engineer. I've been practicing engineering in Canada uh, for uh, over a decade now. Um, and I run a, a blog and a podcast called Engineering and Leadership. So you can find that at engineeringandleadership.com or the podcast is on iTunes if you just search Engineering and Leadership. And what I'm interested in and what I do is I, I help engineers and engineering companies uh, thrive through a better understanding of the business and professional side of our profession. So I kind of recognize the fact that a lot of my own success in my career came as a result of understanding the soft skills and the business side. So eventually I went out and got an MBA and moved into... Oh, wow. Uh, product management, which is a really cool field that kind of merges both both business and engineering, and I absolutely love that. So it's it's that kind of nexus uh, where I where I operate now. So I, I do I do consulting um, as my as my main occupation now, and and do uh, I do speaking and training and that kind of thing. So anyway, the, given that, I love being on podcasts. I think it's a, a, a phenomenal. <laughs> to meet people and to, to reach out to new people. So I'm super excited that you, uh, you've invited me here today. No, that's excellent. So we heard that you are a PE, a professional engineer. You also are a businessman. You got an MBA. It sounds yeah. like you're very well qualified to know all about engineering jargon and terminology. <laughs> Before we get into your favorite engineering words, because you do know a lot about, I guess, climbing up in the professional careers of engineers, why are communication skills and language and these soft skills, why are they even important for engineers to grasp? It's, uh, it's interesting to say that I, I, just before we hit the record button, I was telling you about a, a seminar I gave in Mississippi a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I dedicated about a quarter of my time to communication skills. In my own professional experience, what I've noticed is that there are plenty of engineers who have brilliant ideas. I, I like to think that engineers are a pretty bright bunch. The trouble is, if you can't effectively communicate those ideas to anyone else and really convince them of the value of those ideas, you might as well have not had the idea in the first place. Mm-hmm. So if you can't use communication as a tool to get done what you're trying to get done, be that a new design, a new idea, an organizational transformation, uh, you know, a change to your project. It really doesn't matter what it is. If you can't get across to others the value of your ideas, then then you're dead in the water. So understanding the the right way to communicate, the right people to communicate to, is is absolutely critical. All right. So I guess people can go look up uh, engineering and leadership and, and consult with you to try to find out how to better communicate as an engineer, right? I, well, I like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I also wanted to ask you about some of your favorite engineering terms. Uh, I was wondering if we could talk about one of them, mm-hmm. in particular, uh, validation. 
validation. Is that correct? Is that one of your your most interesting engineering words? It, yeah, it sounds like a boring word, but it's a super important word. Uh, so validation with respect to a design means that you're actually designing the right thing. Um, a valid design actually fits the the need that your client has. And a client doesn't have to be someone external to your company. It could be someone else you're doing work for internally. Mm-hmm. The reason validation is important is that your client doesn't always know what they want. They have a sense for the fact that they have a need. There's a, a problem, a pain, or a fear that they have that they want addressed. And often clients will come to you with an idea of what they want, uh, but might be thinking too narrowly in terms of what the actual solution is. So let me give you an example. I used to work in the rail industry and often what would happen is we would have clients who would come to us and say, I want this kind of train. I want it to weigh this much. I want it to go this fast. I want it to be this color. When in reality, what they wanted was some kind of a system that would move 20,000 people per direction per hour. Mm -hmm. So the real need was to move the people. What they were asking for was a specific kind of train. When in reality, there are any number of different kinds of systems or designs that that really could be valid. Right, right. As opposed to just that one that was specified. That sounds like the engineer's job, especially in that beginning phase, is to really understand not only what the the client or the customer is saying, but maybe what they're not saying and just understanding their overall problem. For sure. For sure. And and it's not, it's not even just understanding the client's problem. It's helping the client understand their own problem. Mm, okay. And if you're not able to do that, then it's very difficult to get to a valid design. And no matter how many brilliant ideas you have, no matter how much time or effort you put into a design, if it's not valid, the project will fail. The design will fail. Yeah. As technologically advanced and fancy as it may be. So validation of a design is a, an absolutely critical first step, no matter what it is you're designing. All right. And real briefly, how can engineers validate a design? How can they help uh, or how can they figure out if a design or design idea will actually solve a customer's problem? One of the most basic ways and and probably the most important way is to keep the client in the loop. Don't wait till you've completed a design. Don't wait till it's, you know, uh, ready to be manufactured Mm -hmm. before you let the client in on what you've done. Um, There are quite a few books out there about um, uh, lean design and, and scrum project management that are to me really, really fascinating. But what it all boils down to is show the client early and often what you're working on so that when you do need to make adjustments, because you will, you you can't read the client's mind. If you have something to show them and they can give you feedback early, you can adjust course along the way so that you're not starting from square one after putting all sorts of time and effort into it. So incremental validation is, is the way to go. So Pat, that's really interesting. I guess I learned that validation is kind of an ongoing process within the design Mm. uh, cycle. And I hope that everyone listening, especially the engineers listening, really take that to heart. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think you've got it. All right. Thank you. Uh, I've just spoken to Pat Sweet, engineer and consultant. You can find him at engineeringandleadership.com. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Pius. 
I'm Pius Wong. I'm an engineer who has a consulting education company called Pios Labs, and it's also a studio that produces this podcast and the K-12 Engineering Education Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support Pios Labs and myself, please do at www.patreon.com slash Pios Labs, P-I-O-S-L-A-B-S.